I'm Daniel. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm Robert. My pronouns are he, him, his. And, and this, this is Grizzly Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with James Charles. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95, and they offer great customer service. I should know. And they do sunglasses, too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry. And Daniel wears Warby Parker and now he can actually see me. And... I'm now considering a divorce. Hey! To get started, head over to warbyporkertrial.com slash kiki. Wait, wait, wait. Warby Porker? That's oh, a very different website. I was projecting. Very different. I mean, I project in all directions. Give them, give them that yeah. link one more time. So sorry. To get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker, modern eyewear made simple. Don't Google Warby Porker. You'll no. regret it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm good. A little tired, but not bad. A little tired? A little tired. I feel like I say that every week. I'm just tired in general. I feel like I, I can feel my age, and I'm worried how I'm going to feel 30 years from now, but, you know. Um, I... <laughs> I'm such an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? I don't think about that at all. That's weird, right? About aging? No, I don't. I don't think about aging unless I'm like, oh, my neck has been hurting for a while. Like, you know, when... when like I'm, I'm, I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm in some sort of pain all the time, just because of the right. issues I have with my back and neck and things like that, and uh, <laughs> my neck, my back. Um, but it's like when I lay down at light at night, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm in pain every time I go to bed and every time I wake up. You know, like a little, even if it's just a little pain, it's mm -hmm. like. I don't know. It just it it starts making me think, and you know, trying and being like safer with my body, and you know, stuff like that. I I mean, I think about being in pain, but I never attribute it to age. Mm -hmm. Like I have, um, I'm I'm assuming they're heel spurs. I obviously have not gone to the doctor because I don't even listen to my own advice. But um, <laughs> I don't attribute that to aging. I attribute it to my weight. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I've been told by doctors whenever I've gone to see them about heel spurs. Uh, so, um, yeah. But uh, I feel like I'm buying more expensive shoes. So I, I hope that I feel like that's making a difference. Good shoes do make a difference. Yeah. Like, I, uh, yeah. Having back pains, I'm so picky about, like, what shoes I wear. Because mm -hmm. I know within, like, five minutes of having them on, like, mm, not going to work. Yeah. You know, so. I accidentally bought these really ugly orthopedic <laughs> shoes. Nike was having a sale and I was like, ooh, I've heard that um, it's the Air Monarchs. I was like, I've heard that the Air Monarchs are great for the gym. And so, and I was like, if they're great for the gym, they'll be even better if I wear them every day, like having to walk, you know, all around the city. They showed up and I was like, I cannot wear these to work. Like, I can't. No, I'm too young. Tan. They've been tan. You wouldn't set. No. Yeah. Get that real, like, old man vibe. No, 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 no. You're like high water polyester slacks? No. Mm -hmm. I don't mm. think so. Sexy. They're great. I wear them to the gym. They're fantastic. Are they very comfortable? They are very comfortable, but because they have about, like, six inches of, of, uh, of foam on the bottom. <laughs> platforms. It's like I'm wearing platform sneakers. You do look very <laughs> tall when you wear them. It's a little strange. And I'm like, yeah. he's taller than usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I got these really cool sneakers from Goat. Oh, those are cute. You're like Tony the Tiger. 
Yeah. Shoes. I love those. Mm-hmm. I um I had been window shopping those on Goat for a while. Um, and those are really comfortable. Like, they don't look like they would be, but they're super comfortable. They're really cute. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous. I, I feel like my wardrobe isn't cool enough yet, but I kind of like that I have a shirt that matches them, sort of. So, my my Golden Girls shirt, remember? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. What else has been going on? I mean, I don't know. I've, I've been learning lots of new things about sewing and materials to use to sew very fragile lace, which I thought would be, oh, easy. I've sewn all sorts of stuff. I've sewn mesh. And it's like, nope, lace is a whole different story, guys. Mm. It's like I've purchased stabilizers and, you know, different types of adhesives to stick the lace together to uh, sew it because you can't really use pins because it's, it's full of holes. Um, but I have this really beautiful fabric to work with, so I'm excited about that. But, you know, it's like lots of research. Well, if I can give you a piece of advice, it's that don't be lacy about the way that you treat <laughs> your fabric. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is true, though. It's like you can make really cheap fabric look really expensive and really good just by sewing it properly, taking your time with, um... <laughs> the tension that's caused by both your machine and you. Um, but, you know, just really using, like, the right materials, pressing your fabrics after you do a seam. Um, I mean, you know, I made a dress for Robert for LA Drag Con that was made out of, like, tablecloth fabric mm-hmm. that we forgot we had. And it was the most awful fabric to work with, but I treated it like, you know, it was, like, 20 or $30 a yard, and it looked gorgeous. Yeah. You know. So it's my favorite dress. It is my favorite dress. I'm kind of bummed that you've sized out of it. Like it's so big on you now after all this keto weight loss. I might just wear it like a snuggie to a uh, bushwig or a bloody, a bloody, a bloody, a bloody. <laughs> um, we wanted to share. So I was listening to Queer Walk today. Shout out to Queer Walk, the podcast uh, hosted by Money and Nikita. Um, they were talking about. Uh, a new acronym for uh, for the queer community that is more inclusive. Um, that acronym is Quilt Bang, which is also really fun to say. So that's a plus. Um, quilt Bang. Quilt, quilt bang. bang. Yeah. Oh, but no. Of uh, Ricky Martin. It was the first thing. Quilt that Bang. Came. Quilt Bang. Yeah. I mean, I'm into it. Right. Let's turn it into a song. Why not? Yeah. Um, so Quilt Bang. Uh, Q is for queer and questioning. U is for unidentified, or I believe they said um, uh, undecided. Um, I is intersex. L is lesbian. T is transgender. B is bisexual. A is asexual. N is non-binary. And G is gay. So uh, I just, I really like, um, first of all, love saying quilt bang. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Can I tell you what I really like? What do you really so, like? So, you know, in like the traditional words, like LGBT. And so to me, it's almost like our ranking of who has most importance. Oh, yeah. That's so, who. like, you know, lesbian and gay, like, you know, we're right up front. And then, yeah. you know, bisexual people, there's always the joke, like, oh, they're greedy, which is just stupid. And then, you know, trans people are at the end. But this I really like because it's. It's very, um, I mean, yes, you know, like an an acronym was made, so it makes sense that they're in this order to form this word. But like the fact that like lesbian and and gay are not at the, you know, like the beginning, I like a lot. I just, I feel like it's, uh, I don't know, if we're like prioritizing or, or just like trying to mix things up, why not also mix up the order in which, you know, our community is like listed or whatever yeah i mean i i don't think i don't think they necessarily wanted like whoever created this um and i feel really bad because i'm pretty sure they said who it was and i didn't write that down because that's me um but um but please listen to queer walk they will they will definitely tell you um i don't think that the letters were organized by obviously they were not organized like in a ranking sort of way but um, I just the, the the thing that they said was that, uh, you know, L, with LGBT plus or LGBTQIA plus, it reduces all the rest of the members to uh, like a plus symbol. 
So it's like they don't they're they're not they're not significant enough to count or to have a letter included in the mm-hmm. in the acronym for them. So I like that this is um, that this is more this is more in, in, uh, inclusive of the other members of the community. And also, uh, I I actually after they said it on the podcast, I was like, this this is brilliant. And then I googled it to see if anybody else was talking about it, and I found I found quilt bag on Urban Dictionary, which excludes the N. And I'm like, why are we not including non-binary folks? Like they're part of our community. Absolutely. Let's make them feel welcome. So um, I love this. Let's like let's make quilt bang a thing. And um, and again, listen to Queer Walk. They're amazing. Um, so do you want to talk about our weekend or do you want to just jump right into some topics? We can talk about our weekend. <laughs> why not? Um, we um, we went to New Jersey this weekend. We did. It's, it's quite, you know, we've gone to New Jersey quite a few times lately. I feel like I'm practically have. a resident. We have. Um, and f- and from from what what uh, we've agreed to, I think we will be in New Jersey again this weekend. <laughs> I know <laughs> we're I, we're just gonna go see Pissy and David. We're talking about it like it's a secret mission. <laughs> well, not this weekend. Not but, this yes. weekend, but yeah. yeah. Um, no, we went to New Jersey to celebrate Pissy Miles's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just a good time. Jasmine Rice Labeja uh, tagged along. Uh, she showed up pra- late, practically like hitchhiked <laughs> to New Jersey. <laughs> Yes. Oh, she had a time. I felt so when she sat down at the table because I didn't I didn't really understand what was happening. So typically when when we go to New Jersey, we offer Jasmine a ride and we had made other like I had to return something at Macy's and we were going to go grocery shopping before because Pissy and David live near a gigantic grocery connected to a shop. It's just it's not right. Um, so I was like, how convenient we like, we needed a couple of things to make Mm -hmm. something. So let's like, we typically, that grocery store has a beautiful cheese department. So of course we will take a detour and bring like so many tables. Yeah. Like we will, we'll take a detour and bring a cooler with us. And that way we can (laughs) just like keep all of the groceries so that we don't Mm -hmm. look crazy. Yeah. We leave the groceries in the car. Yeah. (laughs) In the cooler. Um, I, but, when I was growing up, people would show up to my house with their groceries and be like, hey, can we like put these in the fridge? And I always thought it was the strangest thing. I mean, I think that we can do that with them. I think we can do that with them. <laughs> I still think it's strange. I would never. I don't want to because I don't want to be that person, but I think we can do that with them. Um, but anyway, I had other, we had other plans that we made. And so Jasmine had a brunch that was ending much later than, you know, then I guess we thought it was going to mm-hmm. end. And so she had to take public transportation. And what ended up happening is she showed up to take the train. There wasn't a train. She ended up having to take a bus to New Jersey. To another train. To another. Well, no, she had to take the bus to meet the train that she would have already been on had the train been functioning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what ended up happening. So she takes a bus to meet the train. Then she gets on the train and the conductor is like, well, we're waiting for another bus to show up so that we can leave. And so she had to sit there for a half hour and wait for this train to fill up. And then so she ended up showing up like super late, which sucks. And I, I, I really felt bad when she sat down and started telling us the story of like her whole journey. It was that an was entertaining journey. story, though. It was an entertaining story, but it was like an Oregon Trail style journey mm-hmm. that she went through to get to New Jersey. Also, I felt so bad. Jason just arrives everywhere like Maleficent. Yes. Like in true form. And she just walked in and I just. I, like giving you like Sharon Stone in a sleeveless turtleneck tunic with like tails. And I'm like, even Jasmine just crosses state lines being extra. Jasmine, Jasmine was, uh, I told her she looked like Sharon, not Sharon Stone, but I said, you look like a white lady who just came from Bikram yoga when we went to the <laughs> grocery store after we were done eating. She really did. <laughs> she appreciated that. And like the high end Lululemon. Yes. Um, it was a good time. We had a we had a really fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a game that we were going to play, and then we never got to it. Because yeah, so. we all get to talking. And, I know. We yeah. never play games. We always no. start talking, and then that's that. No. Um, so, yeah, that was our weekend. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the uh, the NYPD apologizing for Absolutely. Stonewall? Absolutely. So, um, to kick off Pride Month, the... Um, New York City uh, Police Commissioner James uh, P. O'Neill has officially apologized to 
the community for the actions taken by the police um, on the night of the Stonewall riots in June of 1969. How do you feel about this news? Um, like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, it it's like, y- y- you know, like, fine. Okay. Really cute. And I, and I know that we can often come off as negative. So I am really trying not to be negative about this. Cause the first time I read the article that you sent me, I was like, this is really great. Like, you know, admitting that these things should not have been done and so on and so forth. But then the, uh, the, um, I was going to say the artists of the article, the writers of the article then are like, this is nice, but you know, trans people still, you know, report like in an in an in an unacceptably high uh, rate of uh, profiling by police. People of color the same. You know, there's been this many um, acts of violence against queer folk. You know, in New York during this month, and it's like an apology is great, but like if the apology, I I I, I just feel like it's it's. You, you know, like, stop, um, not lip service, but like, yeah, you, like, you can kick off Pride Month by having a party. Like, you, you kick off Pride Month by saying something that is really nice and fancy and feels good for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, how many times since June 6th when this was said have queer people, marg- other marginalized people, people of color, been you know profiled and abused by police that's i mean that's actually that's a that's a perspective i didn't even think about like it's you know every 15 minutes how many uh, you know trans women get killed and and it's not reported you know how many you know uh people of color are stopped on the sidewalk or in the train station you know just because they're you know darker than a sheet of paper i mean i mean and i'm extending it to kind of all sorts of marginalized people because I just feel like we should, but anyway, I feel like it is, it, it, it's, it's nice and it's real cute and there will be, you know, it's probably filed somewhere that there's this proclamation, but where's the training? Like where are, is, is, you know, like we should be seeing changes, well, you know, absolutely. like, and, and I mean, I think we need to have been seeing changes. Otherwise this apology doesn't mean nothing. What the apology should have said was, well, you know, we apologize for our actions in 1969 and also apologize because we haven't done anything to be better well sorry i didn't realize i felt that way but there you go do you do you want to ask me how i feel about how do you feel (laughs) i just figured you know how do you feel robert my immediate reaction was wow so the nypd is you know it took them what like 50 years to apologize for um for the actions at stonewall uh and it's they're they're doing it right at the beginning of pride month there's this whole world pride event that we are we are hosting as a city right so they're apologizing so this is going to look like good pr there's going to be a boost in tourism because of this event so i see right through it my other thought was so where's the apology for slavery that was Im- immediately, I was mm-hmm. like, so where is the apology for slavery? And so to not just talk completely out of my ass, I Googled apologizing for slavery. And what I found is that there was a uh, a, a member of the House of Representatives uh, who who introduced a referendum. Is that what it's called? An em- a resolution. A resolution to uh, to apologize for slavery and Jim Crow laws. Yeah, right? the Jim yes. Crow laws. It was um, actually it was Representative Steve Cohen from Steve Tennessee, Cohen. a Democrat. Yes, a Democrat from Tennessee, <clears throat> and um, and this was in July of two thousand eight that yeah. uh, he proposed this to uh, to the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. and. We were not really sure. We we tried to dig a little deeper to see if this went past him presenting mm-hmm. it to the House of Representatives, and it doesn't look like he did. No. Um, well, the, the the you know like having um, I don't know if they called like did did we find out if um, the entrance to the Capitol building is called Emancipation Hall now? No, but I can do that quickly. Yeah. So he you know anyway that was one of the things that he wanted was that the entrance. Uh, the entryway to the uh, Capitol, since it was built by slaves, um, you can look it up, it's true, um, that it be named Emancipation Hall to kind of, you know, 
as as a kind of you, you know an act of goodwill and and um kind of reaching across the aisle to like you know uh actually take action for these things that um should be done um and and then you know said that like you know as a country we should apologize for for slavery um for any any part that this country had in um participating and furthering the slave trade um and also to you know i i it seemed like this was supposed to be like a a kind of kickoff to a larger program of you know restitution and reparations and and things of that nature um but we really couldn't find anything that said that this country like congress the white house you know so on and so forth has officially apologized as a country for for our part in slavery. Right. There have been at least 10 states that have officially passed resolutions, like actually acknowledging their role in the, the slave trade and in slavery um, as of like 2014 or so. So individual states and even some like cities within states are taking these measures, you mm-hmm. know, but as a country, I, I couldn't find anything that said that we had. So it looks like Emancipation Hall is uh, is what they refer to as the second level of the Capitol building. Oh yeah, okay. That which used to be called the Visitors Gallery, I think. Um, so that's good. I but... just, I mean, obviously, when it comes to something like slavery, a, a, an apology is not enough. No, I, no. And I like that the uh, that the Democrat the the Democratic candidates mm-hmm. are all talking about reparations because yeah. that that needs to be part of mm-hmm. whatever what whatever progress comes with this next like with whatever candidate we end up voting for mm-hmm. in the next election that needs to be part of it yeah i mean and and i mean you can find the speech um online if you just like google it it's it's a beautifully written speech it really is mm-hmm. um one of the things that struck me about what this representative brought up was pointing out how congress did the right thing when it came to um apologizing to japanese americans for imprisoning them during world war ii and making you know restitutions that way to this specific community right but then he says and even encourage japan um, for apologizing for the use of comfort women during World War II, which I guess yes. were, you know. So they apologized for that and then urged another government to apologize to their own people yes. for something else. Right. But they still haven't apologized for slavery. Exactly. Which, I mean, you know, they were imprisoned, like, and then used as free labor without their consent. I, that's, you know. That's the part of it that's like, to me, it's like, the with with the to me the 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 labor that's the part where like you have something tangible mm-hmm. that is that has a value yeah so you can take that and you know you can work backwards do the math and then you know pay the families mm-hmm. I mean I I don't know what it would end up looking like but do something I feel like do it, something. the thing is like we're never gonna know what it's gonna look like until they actually put something in place exactly and then that that's the thing it's like. You know, I, I've heard politicians say, oh, you know, reparations, it's going to be so expensive. And it's like this. And it's like, OK, but like, fine, I get I get it. And no, not fine. Not fine. Because there has to be restitution and reparation in some way. Like, whatever, you know, the government decides that they're willing to do and whatever, you know, the African-American community will accept and approve. Because I think that's also it. You know, like there needs to be this joint, um, uh, you know, like agreeing to the terms of these restitutions but like until we pass something nationwide that is going to um say okay we you know admit we did all these things we shouldn't have until that happens nothing's going to move forward in terms of even knowing what restitutions are are going to be or what they're going to look like so like it's we haven't even taken half a baby step right exactly you know but And, and i mean and on top of that I just I don't understand why we don't look at Germany and and take a like take a, a cue from them in what they did mm-hmm. with uh, with, with the, uh, the Nuremberg trials and, yeah. and trying you know tracking down you know the Nazis and Nazi sympathizers. I mean it it um you it's, know it's and they're it's, and they're still apologizing to the state. You know like it is it they they as a country recognize that 
it's it's this is going to be a stain on their country e- even if it already is though. exactly it's no no but no, what i'm saying is they they realize that this stain is permanent like right and and i think that they do a very good job of how they deal with that we don't right and my my point is i feel like if we were to acknowledge it and actually do something about it that maybe we wouldn't be you know maybe we wouldn't be seeing the NYPD you know uh, profiling people of color in the large amounts that they, they do or killing black men the way that they do. Like mm-hmm. maybe there would be progress in that. Maybe. Absolutely. I don't know. But yeah. like we need to do something, even if we didn't, even if it that didn't happen, we still need to do something. Yeah. So it's, you know, enough of these apologies that unfortunately I think really do like shut people up very quickly. Yeah. And then they forget. And then we have to start all over again. I mean, and, you know, we can't let that happen. It's it's just, it feels like when gay marriage passed, or mm-hmm. when marriage equality passed, sorry. <laughs> um, it, it feels like that all over again. It's like, okay, we gave you a cookie, now be quiet. Exactly. And so the, uh, my immediate thought was, you know, we need to do something, we need to apologize for slavery. Mm-hmm. And and take that apology and, and, Act, and, like, actually, and actually do something with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, because until we're, you know, until we're all free, none of us are free. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so those are my thoughts on that. <laughs> we could have had a whole um, podcast just about that. I know. I would love to return to this at some point. Well, let's do it. I, I want to I wanna have a full episode. I mean, I would love, in my, in my dream of dreams, I would love to have Lady Bunny on to talk about the presidential candidates. <laughs> because that'd be a hoot. That would be great. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Talk about Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> not that one. Um, let's take a break and, uh, we'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back. And this week, we want to talk about Madonna's new music video because, I mean, if I'm being honest, just from this body of work, this, the music video, Mm -hmm. to me, is the most impactful thing that she's done in a very long time. Oh, absolutely. So. Like a really long time. Yes. And she's barely in it. I wonder if that says anything. I find that very interesting because, I mean, mm-hmm. if Madonna is nothing else, she is a narcissist. Yeah. Like well, and, and the music video we're talking about is a music video for Dark Ballet, which is the latest single um, from her upcoming album, Madame X. Which Madame is, X. Which is actually coming out this Friday. Yes. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, I forgot about that. Um, and, the I mean, the song is okay. It You know, it is what it is. But the music video is kind of, kind of almost like the short film that stars uh, the rapper Mickey Blanco as Joan of Arc. Um, and Madonna is kind of in it in flashes, I guess, as like one of these nuns. And essentially, uh, Mickey Blanco, like I said, plays the role of Joan of Arc and goes through, you know, the the, the kind of story of, you know, of, of Joan of Arc where... You know, she was burnt at the stake for being a witch and even after saving France um, <laughs> and and all of that stuff. And I was really struck by it because I thought that drawing um, just these parallels, you know, between b- between her story and um, uh, Mickey Blanco's story also, I thought was very interesting because he has often felt like he was going to be crucified you know, by his fans, by the public, you know, especially after coming out as HIV positive, um, he felt like he was going to be crucified or put at the stake better, uh, rather. Um, and he managed to, to survive all of that. Right. So I thought it was, it was kind of impactful in that sense yes. as well. What'd you think? Um, I, so right off the bat, and I, I feel like I, I would like to talk about the things I liked about the video first but i can't Mm -hmm. i can't talk around this we'll talk about the good things no i'm gonna talk about this first because it's what we what we see when the video begins okay i could not i had a hard time seeing around uh the image of a black man being burned to death 
I feel like the and I and I feel like the message of the music video would have been just as impactful were we not like forced to watch this like traumatic visual. And I get it. I get it. It's not real. It's not actually happening and it's for effect, but still like it, it, it feels like it's the, it's not like right now is not, not a good time for this. I don't know that any time would be a good time for this, but like, especially in today's society, like, no, Madonna, no, please don't do this. And that's why I basically, because that's the, like one of the first things you see, my immediate thought was, oh, you're using a black man as a prop, just like you did in the Like a Prayer video. Great. Um, so I had a hard time being able to enjoy the, the good things mm-hmm. in the music video. So first of all, I like that this is experimental Madonna. Yeah. It's very rare that we get this experimental side from her because I feel like I feel like when she tries to be experimental, it falls flat and and lazy. A little lazy. You know, like um on American Life, she did she did that song Nobody Knows Me, which was a, a, a it's a it's about the um it talks about a lot of the key elements of Kabbalah and it just it felt oh, I didn't kind know of that. corny. She talks about, you know, I um about how she doesn't concern herself with what other people say about her and that she's like, you know, uh she she's thinking about the light and like, you know, it it, it exactly, you're rolling your eyes. Do you see what I mean? Like it's cuz it's just some like, oh, Madonna and RuPaul are basically saying the same thing. Right. And it's the the thing that sucks is that that's one of the better songs from the album. It's a good song. It's a good song. But it's 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 difficult to enjoy it when you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you're trying to feed me this like religion bullshit. And it's like, I don't want that. So but I, I get that that different mm-hmm. that inspiration comes from everywhere. And she's definitely uh, the Kabbalah has definitely created a shift in her life. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just I have a hard time when she when she feeds us these like really, really violent images. I get that. I'm supposed to be taking away a message like when she did the music video for what it feels like for a girl. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. You have her pick up this old woman from a, 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 like a nursing home. The nursing home is called old cunts. Do we really need that? Do we really need that? No, it's gratuitous. It's gratuitous. Okay. She picks her up and then it's basically, it's like a, um, it's like she's playing grand theft auto, but in real life, she's hitting people with the car. There's a, there's like shootings. It's, and and the whole time it's just her and this older woman in the car in the front seat. And it I, I just I I understood what she was trying to say, that it was a like a very female empowerment moment, but it was the the, the I couldn't see around the violence of it. Like why does it why do you have to empower women through violence? Why do why do all of these characters that she invents to sell her music, why do they all have to be so violent? Because that's what I shocks. don't understand it. It is with shocks, but I feel like it's not it's not necessary. Like when she started promoting this album, why did Madame X have to be a whore? Why did you have to like why did you have to add that in? And how does someone like Madonna, who has been called a whore pretty much her entire career, how does she not see the violence in that word? It's just my, my I feeling. I, I don't know. I don't think Madonna is as self-reflective as we as people want to convince us that it's she like is. It's like Nadia Ginsburg says. Madonna is constantly concerned with you believing that she's smart. And so she's very insecure in that yeah. way. Yeah. But beyond that. Yes. Let's talk about them. Let's go back to this. Music beyond that. OK. <laughs> so this is the thing that I, I am. I am an old I, school Madonna fan. So yes. I have a lot of feelings when it comes okay. to Madonna. So like a prayer happens to be my favorite Madonna song. Okay. Like it just is. I'm sure I've said it before. And when I saw the video, I thought it was, it was very impactful. Um, I've now said that word like 10 times on this episode, but um, it was, mm-hmm. I, and I recognize her usage of, of, you know, like a black uh, person as a prop, but I also feel like that Madonna back then who lost her Pepsi endorsement and all sorts of stuff for, you know, like essentially like making fun of things like an upside down burning cross by challenging people's perceptions of who Jesus was and what he may or may not have looked like, I think was, um, 
really like a game changer at that point because it was incredibly confrontational. Yes. And I don't think that Madonna has been this confrontational in a very long time. Right. And that I think is what is what you're talking about when she does these corny things. You know, it's like Madame X is a hood. Is that it's not it's not shocking. It's just like, what? Like like, mom, I'm hanging out with my friends, you know? <laughs> like, she's like 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 the mom from Mean Girls, yeah, you know, where it's yeah, like... No, totally. It, like, and, and it has nothing to do with her age. No. It's just the sensibility has shifted. And she's trying to, like... Well, like, her life has changed, right? But... Well, but I, what I think is that she can sell us this, this character of Madame X, of who's course. like a spy. Yeah. Um, you can sell us the character without all of these words. Like, well, uh, too many uh, words. Sorry, yeah, that's where I was getting. Is that like to her? This is what she knows how to say and what to do. So it's mm-hmm. it, it does show where she's limited in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know how she wants to always seem like she's so smart and like. But then you do these things, you know, like Madame X as a whore, and it just sounds odd. It doesn't sound mm-hmm. um, confrontational. So that was a long journey, but. <laughs> What I like about this video, going back to, to like a prayer, is that she is drawing on her like extremely Catholic upbringing, her issues with religion and confronting religion in that way in this video. And I really enjoyed that. Also, that she contacted Mickey Blanco because she, she knew about his story and, you know, was very interested in involving, from what I read, a very diverse group of people in this album. So to to kind of have um, again, I know, you know, Madonna lately can't work without a feature, but it's very interesting when you look at the people that she's collaborated with so far in terms of the diversity. I think it's great. So then she contacts Mickey Blanco, who's known as a rapper, but he doesn't rap like he he is he is a character. He's embodying this, you know, um, the, the, the character of Joan of Arc and. Again, she's confronting, you know, the idea of, I, I think, honestly, like, you know, white savior, you know, because Joan of Arc was a white savior, but then she was vilified. And I feel like, again, it's like, well, black people in this country have never been allowed to be the savior in the media or in the news. You know, they're always vilified and, you know, killed with no, with, you know, with, with no reason behind it a lot in the way that Joan of Arc was killed. So... That's what I took from it, and I I like that it is, it is it is that uncomfortable to watch because yeah. I feel like she has not produced things that have been uncomfortable to watch or listen to in like a. Well, they've I'm, been uncomfortable to they've watch. Been uncomfortable, but, but not cringy. for the right reasons. Exactly, yeah. and this mm-hmm. is uncomfortable. I think for all of the the right reasons. Yeah, you know, but I also think like you have to also go and like read the interviews that Mickey Blanco has has done about it and talked about you know how. I mean, you know, they developed the project while he was hiding in an Ikea kitchenette while he was shopping in Portugal. I think that that's like, this is what came from that conversation in an Ikea. I I just think that that's very, um, you know, it's nice to know those like tidbits. Yeah, that is um, definitely a very interesting thing. Um, The other thing I I love about this is that I think we very rarely get... um, we we are we are very rarely reminded that Madonna was wanted to be a dancer yeah. in the beginning. Well, she she, moved, she was she was studying it and everything. Well, right. My 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 point is that she moved to New York with dreams of being a dancer, and then you know joined this band and ended up touring Europe with them, and that didn't really pan out. And then she you know she had the opportunity to make music, and that's how we got the Madonna that we you know that we know today. Um, so um, I, I like that. I like that this song is accompanied with a, like a beautiful ballet moment in the mm-hmm. middle of the video. Yeah. And to me, that is the most impactful part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I think, I mean, I, I hope that this tour that she's doing has elements of this in it. Yeah. It made me excited for whatever. Right. I, I'm like, okay, so... Three of the tracks that three or four of the tracks that have come, they've been okay. You know, they haven't been okay. No, I'm, I'm, you know, Medellin was okay. It was okay, except um, for her trying to speak Spanish. Happy, it, it just didn't. It Pappy? Felt flat. That felt very <laughs> so odd. flat. Yeah. Um, 
And there has been, I think, throughout Madonna's career, she has been trying desperately to successfully appropriate all sorts Latinx culture. Yeah, but but specifically her relationship mm -hmm. with Latinx culture. It's like, let's not do that anymore. And then here we get her like, you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. not great. There's that. There's the um, the song with Quavo that is appropriating reggae. And it's mm-hmm. like, let's not do that either. Yep. Please. Oh, and the other song. Um, You're talking about Crave. Oh the one with Sway Lee. He's so good. He's so good on that song. And she just comes off really weird. Like, even even yeah. her, like, her verses? Her, like, they're just bad. It's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that maybe she's like stepping out of her lane or I don't I don't know what it there, there's something that doesn't feel right about all the rest of this trying something new right <laughs> one of the other things that I would have loved is to hear Mickey Blanco's voice on the song itself I would have mm-hmm. really liked I would have really liked that because clearly this album is not without collaboration she has collaborations from just about everyone mm-hmm. but then you have this really awesome visual which could which could live as its own film mm-hmm. all on its own because it's that impactful yeah and you, we don't hear Mickey Blanco on the song. Which I think is interesting. And I mean, it was an artistic choice that was made between the two of them because they yeah. both developed it. Right. So like, again, who knows the, you know, the like the the, you know, all of the details of that conversation in the Ikea. I mean, we don't know, yeah. you know, but. I love what it produced in yes. in terms of again needing something confrontational right now. Again, whether you do or do not like the imagery, and I'm not speaking directly to you, Robert. Right. I mean, in general, like no, the imagery is not comfortable. The the imagery is triggering and it is severe. And I honestly think that the video should come with like a, a like a disclaimer or an advisory in the beginning because it absolutely needs a trigger warning. Yeah, because I do think that something as Again, we were just talking about this apology for slavery, you know, segregation and and violence against black people in the South and in other places like fire was involved. Like it is it is it and and it it has not been that long, Mm -hmm. you know, since since these things happened. So it is um, I I agree with you in that sense. But I I don't I don't you know, I I would expect this to something like this to typically have a kind of. a content warning. A, a content warning, yeah, yeah. you know, because I'm sure somebody is going to get triggered by this. Yeah. Um, you know, and they and they should be able to make that choice before they watch it. Exactly. Um, what I also like about it, based on the stuff I was reading, is that Madonna took, I guess because she wasn't in the video, she could take more, um, like, like uh, kind of make more uh, directorial choices. And so according to Mickey Blanco, she, she's not credited as a director, but she actually redid most of the choreography oh. in, in the video because I like that they would have it choreographed and then she'd be like, no, no, no. And then come back 30 minutes later and show them all new choreography and they would reset everything. So you know, just I, I thought you would enjoy that based on, you know, how you've been dying to see her do something that references her. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not even about background. it's not even about dying. To me, it's like to me, that was something that was important to her. Mm-hmm. She obviously was like chasing after being a dancer because it meant something to her. And so she has a career where those two things can intersect. And yet we've never seen them intersect. So that's why I think I thought it was beautiful that we were able to see those two things intersect. And we saw a little bit of that in the video from Medellin mm-hmm. where she's like, you know, she's doing this floor work while there's like a, a horse galloping mm-hmm. around her. I thought that was also very beautiful. Yeah. So I'm excited if if this means if all of these visuals mean that we're going to see Madonna basically uh, enjoy the the different the different parts of her mm-hmm. that are that can intersect through like her explore career more of her facets yeah yeah i love that i'm mm-hmm. excited for that it, it, it's it been exciting. a long time I, I madonna is exciting to I mean it was the first big you know big budget concert that i'd ever i mean it was the first concert i'd ever been to period it just happened to be that it was this big budget thing and so i i sort of expect the like a, a similar amount of um of production value whenever i go to a concert mm-hmm. because you know i'm holding it up to the reinvention yeah. tour i am excited to see her doing doing cool stuff again and not yeah. i don't know not in a way that's like hollow 
As mm-hmm. much as I enjoyed when we went to see the Rebel Heart tour, I enjoyed that was a great tour. I enjoyed the um, the the nuns on the stripper the stripper poles that were also crosses. I really enjoyed that because I too am Catholic, and so when you know when Madonna and Lady Gaga like to challenge the the um, the imagery of Catholicism, I'm there. I'm uncomfortable. I'm in. I'm like, let's do this. And but but there was not there wasn't really a message behind not that there has to be a message behind it but it just like it was a it 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 existed in a moment mm-hmm. and Absolutely. there was nothing else with it this feels like it could be something bigger I hope so and I want it to be something yeah. bigger um, I was looking up to see if she if maybe she was um, if maybe she was credited as the director but she there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I didn't that I didn't appreciate, if we're gonna if we're really gonna go in and, and do all of it. So the video ends with a quote from Mickey Blanco, which I thought was a very oh, very impactful mm-hmm. quote. And it seems like whoever whoever was working on this video wasn't thinking about the medium, the the medium being YouTube, that, you know, at the end of a YouTube video, you're presented with all of these like the in-video links. Yeah, in-video yeah. links to go watch other music videos. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read Mickey Blanco's quote because the screen yeah. was covered with other links. They needed to think about the platform a little better and add, like you said yesterday, like another like five seconds. Add 10 or 15 seconds mm-hmm. of darkness to the yeah. end of the video. And then that is where the mm-hmm. the like the like yeah. ad- additional links can live. Or even just have live. it fade so that like it's just longer. You know, you still have stuff on the screen, but it's fading away. Um, again, it was immediate. Like yeah. I didn't even i i couldn't i i didn't know the video was over mm-hmm. until those links were up, and it was a like it was quick. I wonder if that's a YouTube setting because not i i that haven't is seen, a setting that is a setting that the user uh, decides as to when the things you are going to pop up. What time that pops up? So they could theoretically pop up when the video's done. Yes, but if you. I feel like it has to live within like the last 10 or five or 10 seconds of the video mm-hmm. in order to do that. Again, I just think like a, if add, a little bit more little care, more. just a little bit more yeah. care was taken because I wanted, I was able to read all of Joan of Arc's quote at the beginning of the video. I wanted to be able to read all of Mickey Blanco's quote at the end. Absolutely. And it just, I, I feel like Madonna normally is more meticulous with these kinds of details. And so it sucks that she put this really cool thing out and I can't, I can't read the whole thing, you know? That's definitely a letdown. Yeah. So, but overall, again, we are talking not to, you know, going back to the, you mentioning that we're, we've been called negative before. This is not, we're talking about this because we feel like it's important. Absolutely. I just, I don't want to come off as... You know, negative for the sake of being negative. We're not being negative for the sake of being negative, but we are critiquing what we've seen. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like conversations, I feel like the purpose of this music video is to start conversations. And that's what this is. This is a Mm -hmm. conversation. So um, we are, we're doing that. (laughs) It worked, Madonna. Yes. Um, So Madonna, if you're listening, you got us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, we're going to take a break and, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about keto stuff and I'm so excited. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's show is brought to you by Casper.com. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. And they're revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the consumer. Casper gives you an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Latex and memory foam come together for a life well slept. Try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free shipping and painless returns. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting caspertrial.com slash kiki and using promo code 50sleep. That's promo code 50sleep. Terms and conditions apply. We're back. And this week we've got a couple of things in the keto corner. It's a very full corner. It is. Mm. Um, so I've talked before about cheating or Cheeto. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, can't do that to me. 
so the 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 interesting thing about cheating. So we have a vacation planned in July, and I've been doing a lot of research because when I have like what is referred to on Reddit as a carb bomb, um, I end up with cramps. So I don't want to be sick when we're on vacation, but I also want to feel free to eat whatever I want, basically. So I have been looking stuff up and I found, surprisingly enough, that there is no information and there's no information about successfully cheating when you have these physical manifestations that that come from cheating. And where conversations begin, they quickly end by someone being like, well, if you're on keto, like just like very, very like militant, Mm -hmm. um, you shouldn't be eating carbs anyway. That gatekeeper bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is fucked up Mm -hmm. because like I said, I experience, um, I I experience really intense cramping when Mm -hmm. I cheat and I'm trying to figure out the science around it so that I can get ahead of it. Mm Mm-hmm. What I found is, or what I was experimenting with, are these keto supplements that we take that um, that boost your electrolytes. And while those are great, they do not have an immediate effect. So I tried, and I experimented with it this past weekend because we did go off plan mm-hmm. for um, for Pissy's birthday dinner. Um, I uh, what I experimented with is I had uh, an electrolyte drink instead. And that gets absorbed faster, and so it helps you avoid the cramping. Um, and so I definitely – I noticed that that's something that I'm going to have to prepare for when we go on vacation. Yeah. I, I love those little electrolyte tablets. Like that's what my coworker drinks if she's like too busy to eat or like is just not, you know – in the mood why you wouldn't eat is beyond me but uh, (laughs) she like puts it in there and i was like okay and and we were talking about she's like yeah they're like these just these like electrolyte tablets and i i drink a lot of water but i don't i'm not very good at taking my electrolyte supplements like other than in the morning because they're just like mixed in with all my other pills but Mm -hmm. like i have like a tablet in midday and even have some that have like caffeine in them like if you don't want to have coffee a lot Mm -hmm. but you you know you want that little bit of caffeine you get electrolytes and a little bit of caffeine. It doesn't make you jittery. It's not like an energy drink, but I just, it like gives me like a pep, like a little one, you know? And then I'm like, okay. And then I might have another one, like a one without caffeine. Right. But for the end of the day, just to like replenish, you know, my electrolytes and hydrate me a little more. Um, well, they make all kinds yeah. of electrolyte drinks. Some of them are meant to in, in, like rapidly rehydrate you. Mm hmm. Some of them are meant to give you energy. You know, it depends. Like they yeah. and they'll add different ingredients to them depending on what your needs are. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna experiment. I actually don't like the tablet because I've found that the it takes it, it's it's harder for the tablet to dissolve. Mm-hmm. So I would like to find a powdered, like a powdered something that I can mm-hmm. just like put I mean, into my I water bottle. I feel like kind of jumping in and getting zip fizz, like what Autumn from uh, Watch Autumn Keto drinks um because since i started doing the tablets i love doing my little shaky shake it's just like it's fun um and it's autumn's fault um if sorry <laughs> not to not to do rubber if you're not following her she's so entertaining and a keto goddess um and her uh, her youtube is uh watch autumn like the like, the, like season. the season so watch autumn keto and it's yeah. um it's fun and it's like keto being done by like an everyday person who is not a gatekeeper and who is just like teaching you stuff, but it's like you're watching a friend. It's also I found it, that really like great. keto is not, keto on YouTube is like very white and very male, mm-hmm. so it's refreshing that there is a woman of color who is showing you what she eats every day. She's explaining to you why she eats that mm-hmm. way. She's she even she recently put out uh, an Excel spreadsheet that'll help you track your macros. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she's doing all kinds of yeah. great stuff, and I look forward to her. She posts videos. Uh, I think it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I'm so excited. There, one there was one today. I've yeah. got because you know I'm like weird about YouTube stuff. Like I just I, I always o- watch them without you because yeah. I can never but, tell. But now, when. But now she's. She, I look forward to her because like she's entertaining. I just there's I have so much going on that like yeah. To stop and watch a YouTube video, it's it's hard for me. But she's like, 
She's great. And her mom is. She's great. Her mom's great. Her her sisters a lot of the time make cameos. Her sister yeah. was in the one today. Mm-hmm. So you will enjoy that. Yeah. She's just, she's fun. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to, to, to so, yeah, that's, what we were talking about, you know. Again, shout out to Autumn. Again, yeah. watch Autumn Keto. Her website is also watchautumnketo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, cheating strat- strategies, it's important because you don't want to make yourself sick. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go off plan, that's totally fine. Um, but you need to remember that, you know, if you're going to do something, you're mm-hmm. not going to, you're not going to want to make yourself sick. Yeah. Like I am, um, I mean, I, I feel like I react differently to it than you do. I feel like our, our, um, that's the other thing is not everyone yeah, experience, like our, experiences um, cramping. Our, and I experienced cramping before we started mm-hmm. doing keto. If I had a lot of sugar in one day, yeah. I would experience cramping. Um, so. and I'm, I'm not a sweets type of person. I, I do crave sweets more now that we're on keto, but if we're going to go off keto, it's because I want to have something like pasta or bread Mm. or pizza, you know, something where it's like a savory thing. But if I am going to have like Saturday, we had, I had pasta, I had bread and I had pasta with my meal. It was really good. I love gnocchi. That but bread was amazing. That bread was amazing. It was fucking amazing. Um, and I'm not mad that I was too full to not finish my food, too full to finish my food. So then I had some for the next day. Yeah. I was not mad about that because I got to have the good bread. Um, if <laughs> I do that, then I won't have like a dessert or a sweet because then it's like too much for me. Yeah. And what ends up happening is that it's a strange reaction. And I don't know if all this blocks my medicines, but the next day I feel like I do when I forget to take like my antidepressant and anti-anxiety medication in the morning. It's awful. You have like a hangover. Yeah. But it's specifically the 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 like feelings of skipping my medicine. Like it's right. it's a very specific it's not just a hangover, it's very specific. Um, but to avoid that, it like again, if I'm gonna have something carby that's savory, I won't have a sweet or or vice versa. Right. You know, I'm like, I will cheat with this. Right. And then I try and not have too much because that's the other thing. It's not a a binge thing. Right. It's I would like a little like a little serving of pasta or some bread you know and and then that's good yeah because you start to you get full faster exactly so anyway that's yeah. what i do but i mean I, I think a big part of it is that you're because we're eating low carb our body is not releasing as much insulin mm-hmm. and when we do have carbs our body's like whoa i wasn't prepared and then it's, it's like, just like releasing all yeah. this insulin all at once so that's i think that's where the um where the hangover symptoms come mm-hmm. in yeah um anyway not to focus too much on cheating but um we also have these two amazing recipes that we wanted to share with you so the first one is the best pancakes we've had since we've been on keto i think i can say that with like the pancakeiest pancakes the pancakes because we've had we've had good pancakes that don't look like pancakes at all they don't look like pancakes they don't act you like mean the liquidy pancakes they weren't liquidy like the the look, but they they don't look like they look like an omelet. Yeah, the really eggy ones. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, and that like the fake French toast. Ooh, the fake That's French good. toast. Anyway, is good. but we we have to include that next week in our keto corner. Yes, okay. that's what we'll do. We'll do we'll, the egg loaf, which is amazing. Anyway, yes. these pancakes uh, came to us courtesy of Headbangers Kitchen, um, who we really like. His recipes are delicious they're not complicated all the time and and it, it it's like he doesn't use a lot of substitutes you know it's just finding workarounds so it doesn't taste artificial or anything like that anyway he has these pancakes that are fluffy and pancakey in fact like robert you said they taste a little like whole grain pancakes yes right um so it's like a it's a heartier pancake Mm -hmm. um i had one with peanut butter and syrup before we started podcasting and it was amazing like they're great and they don't take very long and they cook like pancakes with the bubbles and you know everything yeah yeah they're great. Do you have anything to say about the pancakes? I think the next time we make, I'm excited for the next time we make them because I don't think I put enough stevia in them because mm-hmm. they're not they're not really sweet on their all on their own. Mm-hmm. And I found that when we've made pan like regular pancakes in the past, the sugar you can taste the sugar. Yeah. So there's that. We should get some Lily's um, chocolate chips next time. Yes, we mm-hmm. should. Or we could even do like blueberries because that's uh, that's like, like a thing that we yeah. don't ever eat because mm. like there there's like three fruits that we can have on keto yeah. and we never like, mm-hmm. we never even go near them 
So maybe we should do that. Mm. Um, the other recipe is a kale pizza crust. And before you poo-poo it, <laughs> <laughs> dear listener, um, it's actually really great. It's a it's basically a twist on the fathead dough where the kale does most of the heavy lifting. And so you get to use less cheese, less uh, cream cheese and, and all, like there's just there there's less dairy. Mm-hmm. So it's also a really a really nice flavor, especially if you are making a white pizza um, because the. Uh, what is this stuff? The ricotta. The ricotta, yeah. That you would use in place of tomato sauce. It just the 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 ricotta and the the kale. They just they have like a great like. It's also not as kiss not as wet taste. as like a tomato based pizza would be. So I think it it helps the crust not disintegrate because you know if you're like with kale, it's a little more, you know, it's not melting and sticking together right the same way. So it's just it like more mild flavors yes which is nice yeah. sometimes you know yeah um but that white pizza was delicious it was it's really good yeah i'm excited to make it again mm-hmm. so um so you can check out both of those recipes in the show notes on our website everywhere where you would find this podcast episode exactly it will be there so it's time for i'm so excited i'm so Do you want to tell the people what we're so excited about? I'm so excited for Pose season two. And I'm kind of bummed that we're not recording this, like having seen. So it's currently Monday. It's currently Monday. And it, I thought it came out today. I got really excited, but it doesn't. It comes out on Tuesday or yesterday. yesterday. So by the time you're listening to this, this Pose will already exactly. have premiered. Um, I'm very excited for it. I, like that. Having that last year was like, or earlier this year? It was last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. It was so nutritious <laughs> and so yeah. satisfying. There was not one thing that, that, that was just off. Mm. He Like Ryan Murphy really just said, here, like you all know what to do. Like do it. And it was respectful and representative and people were credited properly. And, and on top of that, it was terribly entertaining yeah it's almost like um um it's like cruelty free television mm. you know you know because like it's uh it's a uh, like you know like people of color were involved from start to finish they were credited properly like i said you know there was um i, I at least from my limited understanding it, it seemed like there was there wasn't as much of a lack of representation as there would normally be right i mean don't forget that there were white people that we needed, like, we needed to know about them in order to well, learn about these people of these other people it, of color. Exactly. But I, so see, I don't, don't want to forget about no, that. No, of course not. That is an issue. But I kind of forgot about, like, to me, I, I understood because we did talk about this when the season was airing. Yeah. Um, but at a certain point, the white people almost, even though I know that they had big roles and I'm not, you know, trying to say, like, oh, you know, like they weren't there or whatever to, to make this point, but like, they fell away and almost became a vehicle for, I don't know, for something, for seeing how, how you know, um, you know, people like Angel and MJ interacted with other people outside of their community, you know? Angel and Blanca. Blanca. Oh, my God. MJ's the actress. <laughs> I forget characters' names. I know the actors' names. But, but, anyway. but you remembered Angel. <laughs> I mean, she did some shit today, like, where she, you know... Got got a few hits in at this. That fucking... was India. <laughs> that was India who did that, not Angel. <laughs> I was talking. I know that Robert, but I'm saying I I know I had her on my mind. So her character's yes. name, Jesus Christ. Anyway, she got in a few good ones with this like fucking pro Trump protester, um, and she ended up being okay. So that's like paramount. But I was really excited that she like, you know. Got a few, not mm. the stupid MAGA hat off, yeah, or MAGA, whatever. Yeah, um, I just I love this show so much. I do too. It's so entertaining. But anyway, yeah. I feel like the white people fell away to me. Anyway, like I was okay. They're there, and then you know, there's like the central stories and stuff. I just I don't want to I I don't want to ignore that. Is I'm my not, thing. You know, no, we. we I love the show. Yeah, I love Pose. I'm super super excited for it to come back. Mm-hmm. I'm even more excited because I read the description of the first episode, mm-hmm. and they're digging right in 
to the Vogue auditions and Madonna appropriating ballroom culture. What? On the first episode. She did that? On the first episode. Are you saying that episode. Madonna appropriated ballroom culture? Yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> she tried. Oh. She tried. She it tried. Turned, it turned into some weird uh, robotic dance dance revolution type shit, but, she also, you know. She has also tried rapping. She just won't let that one go. <sighs> anyway. I don't um, want to talk about her anymore. So... But Pose, season two, super excited. I love all of the promotional videos they've put mm-hmm. out. I just, I'm so excited for this show. Mm-hmm. Like, truly the meaning of this segment. I'm so excited. Yes. I I also got very excited. I mean, this is a side, and I don't know if I mentioned it last week when we were talking about going to pre- Queen's Pride, but walking past the, the main stage at Queen's Pride and seeing uh, Dominique walk out just made me really, really excited. Yeah. I, I just like, I don't know, just something about her presence is kind of electrifying. I do. Ah, <laughs> look at you. And I wasn't even doing it on purpose. <laughs> um, it's electrifyingly abundant. <laughs> I like, she's an evangelista now, so don't forget that. Okay. So relax. Dominique. There. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I agree. I, I love that she was there because she was there last year, too. Mm-hmm. So seeing her, you'd, you'd like think. a year later. Yeah, you'd think that she'd be like, oh, let me go to this like more localized pride and promote this show. And then the show took off the way it did. And it, you'd, you'd think that she would be like, all right, well, I guess I don't have to go again. But she mm-hmm. was there anyway. You know, that like. I love that. I love that the 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 people the the actors on the show are they're they're looking at the community that the show is serving and mm-hmm. remembering that you know they the their representation at an event like Queen's Pride is important is just as important this year as it was last year. So um, that was great and it was fun because yeah. she was like on the mic and mm-hmm. I just remember. I I don't remember exactly what was happening, but I remember Ari being like, "She still loves to carry." Like I love that about her. She carry. still loves to carry. It was great. And she actually talks like that, which is great. Uh, it's, she it, doesn't. It's a it's a slightly less accentuated version of it, but it's a little less Shakespearean <laughs> because all of Electra's oh speeches were very Shakespearean in their mm-hmm. delivery and nails. Yeah, just hands. She's just so. I'm just I'm yeah. I'm glad that we're able to see to continue seeing her on television because it felt like after what was the name of that show of, about the trans strut strut it seemed like after strut got canceled I mean I mark? guess it was only around for one season yeah I think it seemed it seemed like we weren't going to get more of Dominique mm-hmm. and I'm so happy that she is still on television. I'm so happy. I think Laith is also part of, or maybe I made that up. Laith is part of drag race and other things. So like, it's great to see him on TV. Um, I know, Reese is yeah. on, is like in a bunch of commercials, mm-hmm. you know, like more of the, these people that we were able to enjoy on strut in other, you know, yeah. I want more of them in other, in other places and i mean of course isis who i mean but isis has been around for ages at this point you know but it's still nice isis is going to be on season two of pose wouldn't surprise me it might be something else i might i might be talking out of my ass at this point i don't know but anyway excited yes let's Uh, do this um well that brings us to the end of our episode i'm sad you're sad yeah um the episode's over i know but you know we'll have another one next week yes (laughs) see what i did there um well we are grizzly kiki on everything that means facebook twitter and instagram please be sure to follow us there you can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read yours on the air and don't forget to subscribe on itunes and spotify so until next time bye, bye.